time to go into the word of the living God. I pray that the word of God will accomplish and prosper in what it has been sent to do for us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The word is a beloved pastor, Pastor Dejiku. The Lord bless you, sir. Good morning, sir. Amen. Good morning, sirs. Good morning, man. Good morning, 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 as I thought about this morning, a scripture came to mind, and that is found in Psalm 139, verses 17 and um, uh, 17 and 18. 18 is my emphasis. Psalm 139, verses 17 and 18. 18 is my emphasis. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they will be more in number than the sand. Where I'm going to is this. When I awake, I am still with you. Brethren, that we are on this call this morning means that it was God who sustained us in our sleep. Or it was God who sustained us in our work for those who are at work. So I think we owe him the 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 the, the we owe it to him to show appreciation. Let's go ahead and thank him. That when we woke up this morning, Life. 
You sustain us in our sleep. You cause us to wake up this morning and we are still with you on this side of eternity. Daddy, please accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. For bringing us to this call this morning, we are gently, we have been thanking you. We are gently, we listen to the word. We are gently, we pray unto you. Father, thank you because our voices you have heard this morning. Receive our thanks in the name of Jesus. Thank you, O God, for the preciousness of your thought to us, O God. Your thought to us are so precious. That is, we give you thanks for this in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend a few moments in your word and pray, lead us by your spirit in the name of Jesus. We stand in your presence today, justified by the blood of Jesus in Jesus' name. In Jesus' precious, matchless name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Uh, once again, I want to thank God, thank God for this privilege to uh, anchor this part of the program this morning. And uh, without much ado, we'll take our text from um, Second Kings chapter six. 2 Kings chapter six. And the verse is 24 to uh, 27. I'll read from the New Living Translation of the Bible. New Living Translation of the Bible. Second Kings chapter 6, verses 24 to 27. Okay. It says, Sometime later, however, King Ben Haddad of Aram mustered his entire army and besieged Samaria. As a result, there was a great famine in the city. I'll pause to say this. We know what's happening in Europe at the moment, the invasion of Ukraine by another nation. And you wouldn't believe that. Because of that, things have, have started to be expensive. You know, we are beginning to feel the results. Yesterday, I went to the shop and something that would normally go for two euros. They said it's now two euros fifty. I said, why? They said things have gone up. I said, why? They said, are you not aware of what is happening around? I said, what is that? They said Ukraine. I said, I mean, I'm in Ireland. How is Ukraine affecting me? In any case, they I mean they gave the reason for that. So that is what we are seeing here in this story. But that is not our focus this morning. The siege lasted so long that a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver. And a cup of those dung sold for five pieces of silver. Mm. Now, let's pay attention. One day, as the king of Israel was walking along the wall of the city, a woman called to him, Please help. Please help me, my lord, the king. He answered and said, Let's pay attention now. He answered and said, If the Lord doesn't help you, what can I do for you? I have made that food from the threshing floor. No wine from the press to give. Father, speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. I will speak on what I tell you. Would you please help me, Lord? Would you please help me, Lord? To help simply means to provide assistance, to provide aid, to provide support to someone or to something. To help means to contribute in some way or the other to something. That is why at times when something is happening, the intervention of somebody can swing this way or that way. It can either douse the situation 
or add uh, petrol or to the fire. But I pray that our lives will be a solution bringers in the name of Jesus. Yeah. To help me, to help can also be a cry of distress like you see in this story or an urgent request for assistance. This explains the situation in this, in this story. The, man, the woman needed help because of the situation of the country, which wasn't her fault. In any case, which wasn't her fault. At times we find ourselves in a situation that we are not origin, originally the, the cause of the situation, but we are there because of either other people's decisions or our indirect decisions or decisions that people took on our behalf. So I pray that wherever we find ourselves, wherever we have found ourselves, by the mercy of God, help will come today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Everyone needs help, one form of help or another. There is no human that doesn't need help. Although at times you hear somebody will say, I'm a self-made man. You are a self-made man, self-made woman. Glory to God. But it is the word of God that tells us that what have you that you have not received from above? What have you that you have not received from above? Which means what have you accomplished that you have not received help from God one way or the other? Praise the Lord. So, the only person who doesn't need help really is God. The only, even, even, even the devil needs help. He needs his cohort to, to carry out his own demonic plans. So man, born of woman, continually needs help on this side of eternity. That is why the Bible tells us in Psalm 121, verse 1 to 2, Psalm 121, verses 1 to 2, I will lift up my head to the hill, or I will lift up my eyes to the hill, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and the earth. So help is always from, the help that's from above is the surest, purest help that anyone can enjoy without any uh, adverse effect. That simply tells us, brethren, that when we talk about crying for help in any situation, there are three sources of help. Three sources of help. The first one is man. You can help me, I can help you. But there's a limit to which I can help you. That is why in that, in that text we, we, we read, that story we read, the king, who was the authority, symbol of authority, said, look, I'm, I'm pacing up and down looking for solution, and you're asking me to do this for you. If, if God does not help you, no matter, I can't give you, I can't give you food from the treasury. I can't give you wine from the wine press. I cannot. That will sustain you. That will sustain you. The only help that can sustain is God. Thank God, He um, He pointed her to God, as I'm pointing us back to God this day in the name of Jesus. In Psalm 108, verse 12, Psalm 108 and verse 12, it says, "Oh." Please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. That is from New Living Translation. Oh, please help us against our enemies. Our enemies are not necessarily people. That could, that could involve people. But our enemies are situations and things that will attempt to steal our joy, that will attempt to steal our peace. Amen. Therefore, all human help is useless. Which means that man has an extent to which he can go in helping us. You are looking for a job, you are looking for business contact. Yes, I may have contact here and there, but I cannot so much I can do for you, do for you. But God has a million ways of solving that, that same situation. 
I believe God that this morning, as we cry to Him for help, He will show up for us in the name of Jesus. Yes. Do you know, Amen. brethren, that the devil can also help? The devil can also help. How do I know this? There's a story in the in the Bible, but before we go very far, it's, it's the same Bible that tells us that suffer not a witch to live. Suffer not a witch to live. When God was giving them the Levitical laws, that suffer not a witch to live. And based on that, King Saul now had to ban all the witches in Israel. But one day, but one day, this same king that banned witchcraft and the witches from the land, he now had to consult them. Can you imagine that? In 1 Samuel 28, remember when he went, went to war, God told him that, look, because you disobeyed me, <laughs> that's the end of you. I pray that we will not disobey God. We will not do anything to God that will withdraw himself from us in the name of Jesus. Mm. So God withdrew Amen. from him and he was left naked in terms of uh, 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 in terms of authority. Never, he didn't have authority again. So in 1 Samuel chapter 28 and verse, um, verse 7, 1 Samuel 28 verse 7, let's look at what the Bible says. It says, Saul then said to his advisors, meanwhile, if you look at um, the earlier verses, it tells us that Saul has banned these people. You know, See, Saul then said to his advisors, find me a woman who is a medium in some translations. It was the witch. So I can go and ask her for help. So I can go and ask her for help about what to do. Brethren, I pray that we will not be pushed to seek help in the wrong places in the name of Jesus. Now, we always remember what the Bible tells us in Psalm 121 and verses 1 and 2. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2 that we reference. That I will lift up my eyes to, my eyes to the hill from when comes my help. My help, your help, our help comes only from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The number three source of help is God himself. Is God himself. And the psalmist um, succinctly, uh, succinctly and poignantly acknowledges this in Psalm 54 and verse 4. Psalm 54 and verse 4. It says, For God is my helper. The Lord keeps me alive. Brethren, God is the only source of help that can guarantee us, you know, whatever we want that can guarantee us, you know, uh, uh, solutions to any issues that is confronting us. Any issues that are confronting us. It is only God. That is what the Bible says in Psalm 54, verse 4. But God is my helper. The Lord keeps me. Amen? You want to ask perhaps, why do we need help? Why do we need help? We need help for several things. We need help for several things. And I have a few reasons that I will pray along as we go. We need help to forget past failures. We need help to forget past tales of woe. We need help to reference the terrible that, that happened to us in the past. We need help to forget past failures. If not, why? If not, when Jesus, God, asked, uh, uh, um, what's his name, Peter, in um, Luke chapter 5, you know, you saw them, and he, of course, Jesus is God, he knows. He said, look guys, I know that um, you have been 
fishing here, you know. But uh, I can tell you, I know a bit about fishing. But you know what um, Peter said in Luke chapter 5, verse 5? He says, Meanwhile, in verse 4, Jesus said to him, after he had used his boat, he wanted to say thank you to him. He said, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. That one is even another story for another day. Jesus said to count, to let down your nets. But if you read the story, he said, at the end of the day, you only let down one net. But what Peter said is what I want us to pay attention to. In Luke chapter 5 and verse 5, Peter said, Master, Master, we have, we, said, we have worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. However, if you say so, I will let the net down again. Can you imagine that? Past failures. He was referring to a past failure. But Jesus said, look, I don't have a bad business with that. I'm here with you. You, go, you do what I, have, I want you to do. Thank God he did what God wanted him to do. And we saw the result that he caught a great catch of fish that he had to beckon to his friends. We are going to pray. And say, Father, help me forget past failures. Where I have missed it in the past. Where I have taken the wrong decisions that, that are plaguing me now. Father, help me. Help me. Help me. Help me go past past failures. Help me forget past failures. Lord, why do we need help? We need help to forget past hurt. We need help to forget past sorrows. We need help to forget past bitter situations we found ourselves in due to our own actions or the action of others. When I speak about past hurt, there's a story in the Bible that we all know very well. Look at the story of Joseph. You can write a book on the story of Joseph. Joseph, as you know, was a little boy that was loved by his father. But that's where I'm going to. Maybe because of this, uh, his father's preferential treatment for him, that was what brought about his, his uh, tale of woes. But I believe that God permitted it because of his, his total plan for the, the nation of Israel. I pray that whatever God has allowed, you know, pass on, that it, 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 God will turn it around for your good in the name of Amen. Jesus. Amen. 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 What his brethren did was enough for him to retaliate when he had the chance, but he said something very instructive. Remember his story. From one tale of woe to another, from one horse to another, the brother, the brothers hurt him. The brothers hurt him by trying to kill him. Eventually, he was sold out to slavery. He got to the place he was doing his business, and they lied against him. 
He, did, he didn't, you know, he was focused because he knew what God has told him. Whatever God has told you, brethren, let's keep our focus on God that will bring it to pass in the name of Jesus. So, long story short, Joseph rose to become prime minister in a foreign land. Just as I know that God's plan for you will be fulfilled this time around in the name of Jesus. Amen. And we told you several years ago, it could be when you were young. I believe God that those things that have, that have not found a concrete expression or that haven't come to pass by the mercy of God, they will come to pass this time around in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, Joseph looked at his brethren. You know, after the father died and they buried him and they came back, you know, they all remembered what they did to him. But he said something to them very instructive in um, Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. He said, look, all that you did for me, you intended it to harm me. But guess what? God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. Where has God brought you in spite of past hurt? Perhaps God has given you a ministry. God has given you a vocation that will allow you to minister to others. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. So like Joseph, he forgave them, faced the situation, and still helped them. He acknowledged their intention, and also he acknowledged God's intention. That it was God who helped him. That they thought they were, they were doing him harm. But it was God who helped him. Which means that it was God that even helped him at that moment to go past their, what they have done to hurt him. To become, to minister to them. To become source of help to them and to the entire family. We are going to pray and say, Father, help me forget past hurt. How I was treated unfairly. How my, how um, it could be for my loved ones. For people I know, my colleagues, my my, my my manager, you know. But thanks be to God, if you have not been hurt in the past. But if you have been, please pray. If you have not been hurt in the past, pray for me. Say, Father, help me forget the past. Help me forget the past. Past hurts are holding me down. Past hurts are holding me down. Without my past offenses, my Number three, why do we need help? We need help at times to forget past successes, to forget past achievements, to forget past accomplishments, and so on and so forth. You know, you hear some people who say, Ah, when I was in this, when I used to be here, when, that, in everything they say, they, they reference the past, their past successes, living, you know, just becoming their, 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 their vision for what, where God wants to take them. So at times, past success can stand in somebody's way. 
Thank God for all you have achieved thus far. Thank God for all the success you have had so far. Thank God for all your accomplishments, as spiritually, your accomplishments physically, maritally, your accomplishments materially, business-wise, in every area. Thanks be to God for all of that. I assure you that it is nothing compared to where God wants to take you in this year and beyond. It is incomparable to where God wants to take you and me, you know. That is why the Bible tells us something. Look, it says in First Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. It says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has been paid for those who love him. So what God has prepared for you and for me is beyond what he has done for us in the past. So we are going to ask, as Apostle Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, that's where we use that to pray. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. Paul says something there. He said, look, my dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. All I've achieved is nothing compared to what God is what God wants to do with me. So, but my focus is this one thing: forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Brethren, what lies ahead for us, our families, our ministries, our businesses, whatever we are involved in, what lies ahead is greater than whatever God has done for us in the past. We are going to pray and say, Father. Help me forget past achievements. Help me, you know, it's not as if you're going to forget them and leave them in the in the in the book of uh, 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 forgetfulness. No, but to refocus on what God has for you. Remember the story of was not um, was not um, 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 Caleb and Joshua. They said, look, look at there's so much ground. There's so much ground to be covered. You know, they didn't relish in the past achievement. They look, they're looking at look. There's so much to be covered. I'm sure our father, the Lord, that the Jew, even at eighty, he will tell that we have not started. And then you ask me, ah. Baba, you are 80, of Nigerian. When are you going to start? He said, we have not started. Because we don't allow past successes to be cloud God's agenda for his life. You and I will pray this morning and say, Father, help me forget past achievements. Help me forget past focuses. I mean, past, past, past successes, past accomplishments. Help me to focus on the present and the future. Number four, why do we need help? Why do you and I need help? We need help to constantly live 
right. We need help to continually please God in our dealings, in our actions, in our thoughts, in everything that we do. We need help. That is why God gave us his Holy Spirit. That is why God gave us his Holy Spirit according to Romans chapter 1 and verse 4. Romans chapter 1 and verse 4 tells us very clearly that uh, it said, I will take it from the New King James Version of the Bible. And declared to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. This is in part of, you know, as we're talking about um, uh, the lineage of Jesus and all of that. But what we're going to is that God, through the spirit of holiness, you know, raised up Jesus. And it says in verse 5, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to faith among all nations for his name. So it is through the spirit of holiness that we can live right on this side of eternity. We are going to cry to the Holy Spirit because you and I have situations that we face daily that when we take some of those actions, they will remove us from God's presence. They will take us far away from God. It is God that has been keeping us in the right path. He will continue to keep us in the right path to the end in the name of Jesus. We will cry to the Holy Spirit. You can't be in our strength. See? By strength shall no man prevail. It tells us in First Samuel, by strength shall no man prevail. We are going to, we are going to cry to the Holy Spirit. Thou Holy Spirit, help me live right. Help me remain in the blood and purpose of God. Help my family members to be right. Side of eternity. 
Mm. Give or take. None of us here has another hundred years. Mm. I don't know whether it was on this call that I said I shared that um, bless his soul, man of God, Billy Graham. He wrote a book, Nearing Home. In the way was when God showed him that look, he should begin to wind down. He wrote that book, Nearing Home. To say that look, at the at the at the end of our our, our time on this side of eternity, what matters most is not all the money. It's not all the possessions, it's our love, it's our family, you know. That is what matters and where we are going to. So we need help to finish well. We need help to finish strong. We need help. We need help. That is why Apostle Paul tells us in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. Mm. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 14. He says, I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ. There's an upward call. There's an upward call. I believe it was also Paul that said to others, set your mind on things above and not on, on things beneath. There's an upward call for you. There's an upward call for me. He said, I press, I press. So finally, we're going to pray and say, Father, even as we set out today, let us be conscious of eternity. Let us be conscious that one day, our, 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 the sun will, will, will cast out, the sun will, 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 will go down. We will go home to be with you when we are done here. Lord, help us. You don't know how long we have, but help us to press, to keep pressing on in you. Help us, help us to press toward the goal for the price of the upward, the high calling of God in, in the name Jesus. of Jesus. Lord, help us. 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 Lord, 